1: Megan and Tierney and Guest will make three. Goddamn Army, Mash Minute. Welcome back to Mash Minute. This is the Movies by Minute podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film Mash, one eye acting minute at a time. <laughs> I'm Tierney
0: Steele. I'm totally here for the
1: eye acting, Megan Coleman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And I'm Pete Muppert.
1: Welcome back, Pete. Thank you. How, do, do you have strong feelings about eye acting <laughs> that you'd like to share here at the top? Oh,
2: I just, I'm just i reminded of Jerry Porter's beautiful eye alerts.
1: <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Well, this is, this is one for the books, but they're full of emotion. This is <laughs> minute 114, which begins with Hawkeye telling Duke that they're going home. And it ends with Trapper telling Hawkeye to get out of the swamp while the dog comforts him. Yeah. Oh. Um, so this is a minute that, you know, a Robert Altman anti-Vietnam War movie, y- you know, some of those words you can see how it might make you tear up, but this minute is probably the closest I come to that. This is the minute where... Uh, we saw last minute Duke fantasizing or possibly who knows about going home and it's very exciting and Hawkeye's laughing. He's like, "Any, whenever we want, like, isn't this wonderful? And then we get the little like comedy, not comedy of Duke being like, uh, haven't you got this under control? Like, I want to go right now. And then he locks eyes with Margaret. <sighs>
0: Such good eye acting,
3: Sally <laughs> Kellerman.
1: Oh, oh,
0: in the Oh My feels. God. And, and then after we have all those
1: feelings and after Hawkeye clearly like picks up on those feelings, then we get to them saying goodbye in the swamp. Like, what are they trying to do to me?
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. <laughs>
1: All right, so I had referenced this earlier in the podcast talking about Sally Kellerman and how much I adore her, and she has had some fabulous comedic moments, she's had some great dramatic moments, but this is the minute that really sells it for me. Mm -hmm. The conversation that Sally Kellerman and Tom Skerritt have behind surgical masks, for God's sake, (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) this is amazing. Yeah. I Sorry, think it's interesting. I'm like blanking on words. <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Well, I think it's interesting that he doesn't even register her for a minute. Like he, he doesn't, he's not thinking about her at all. He's thinking about his family and going home. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he's like, oh, right. You. Yeah. Hey.
1: I don't mean to put my prior self on blast, but- <laughs> <laughs> T- college tyranny made some poor decisions. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> I think it is completely right that his first thought is, "I'm going home, my mm-hmm. wife and kids." Uh, his wife, who he's never not been in love with at any point, point. Uh-huh. and before he real, you see him realize that you see her first. Uh-huh. She knows exactly that he is not thinking about her at all she knows he's thinking about like i'm gonna leap into my wife's arms and this is gonna be great and she knows she's still gonna be in this goddamn operating room in korea Mm -hmm. without any duke tail around and it's not even it's not only that he's leaving it's that you see in the first few seconds before they lock eyes that she knows exactly that it's like well that that's over. That's over. Yeah. And that is completely gone, and I am out of this guy's life.
2: Yeah.
0: Oh. Just a twinkle in his eye, right? <laughs> it is heartbreaking. Oh.
2: She is kind of a rough movie.
0: She- yes. yes. right? <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. yes. Mm-hmm. I have
2: to say, they're, they're, like, parts of this movie felt very mean spirited, and I feel like a lot of it was directed at her. Mm hmm. <laughs>
1: But Altman is not sexist. No, no, <laughs>
0: no. He's just reflecting reality, you know. Which you can't blame him. That society's sexist. I mean, yeah, maybe, but you don't have to be such a deepak about it, too, right? Like, maybe you could make the redeeming moments more redeeming <laughs> yes exactly maybe you don't have to have a naked shower scene in which you didn't exactly explain to your actress exactly what you were going for what was going to exactly happen <laughs> i don't know maybe you could have even said like yes the shower scene is in the book and an
1: important part of this act this character's journey but you didn't have to you know actually show nude sally keller <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you didn't need to specifically set it up so that she'd hesitate, so you'd have longer on her, but I'm just spitballing <laughs> here.
2: <sighs> but it's interesting because we, I think we naturally look at like Hawkeye and everybody as good guys, but. Yeah. Like, a lot of the stuff they do is not stuff that a a good human being, I think, would naturally do. Like, they're really cruel (laughs) parts.
1: Well, that's the argument that everyone has been making at Robert Altman, like, since this movie came out, of it's fine that you wanted to reflect this environment Mm -hmm. and that things like this happened or could happen, could have happened, but you're telling us in the entire rest of the movie to identify with these men and that's what makes it misogynistic yeah (laughs) that it's the heroes doing it to her and (laughs) there is no there are no consequences for anything that they do in this entire movie they skate free on it all
2: do you think this plate is misogynistic in 1970 like i feel like it would have to a degree but
1: There definitely were people complaining about it in 1970, which warms my little feminist heart. (laughs) 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 That maybe mainstream found it much more acceptable, but there were people being like, hey, not cool.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now, of course, it plays (laughs) really not so well. (laughs) No,
2: no, it's hard to watch parts of it.
1: Yeah. Remember before we started this podcast, Megan, when you were like, we'll totally do Animal House next. And now
0: you have informed me that we will not. Well, I mean, we could. I have a lot of feelings on Animal House. In part because I I work next to Dartmouth College. but um... You have a lot of feelings about... Uh, alums and current students of Dartmouth College as well. They're not all sucky. Let me just preface <laughs> it with that. There's some great people there, but there's some people that uh Really embrace that stereotype? Really embrace it, or if they're not trying to really f- fulfill that stereotype, yeah. Mm-hmm. Probably what happens when you don't go co-ed till the mid-70s, so- Wow. Or, or about- Yeah. I think they were the last- ivy to go co-ed too or one of the last i think they might have been the last i think they might have been the last two
1: that sounds right although i don't know when princeton did but i've got to imagine it was earlier uh no my favorite p is uh i don't know if megan has told this Story on air of the uh, alums who complain it's all been downhill since women were admitted oh, to the college.
3: <laughs> yes.
1: It's,
0: it's, it's. Um, to your face, To you my a face. woman. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. And some of them. Yes. And I work at the one of the public libraries in town, so I'm not actually in a college employee. So, but still, like, yeah. really? You're going to say that to my face when there's a good chance that you probably have a wife, you probably have a daughter or granddaughters. That's mm. nice. Yeah. It's a whole thing. You know, and the and the whole recent scandal with the sexual harassment in the um psychology department really doesn't help things either. <laughs> mm. <laughs> or brain sciences, whatever they want to call Anyways. it these days. Yeah, that's
3: great.
0: <laughs> I can't believe I
1: wrote Judson instead of Jones in my notes. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> it makes so much more sense that it's Jones,
0: but
1: and it even says it. Jones. Yeah. Oops.
0: Nineteen seventy two. Okay. Yeah. Huh.
1: So yeah, when uh Duke looks up, that's when they went home. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, Duke literally happens to catch Houlihan's eye mm-hmm. as she's handing them just, things. Yeah. And then yeah, they have this little back and forth. And what I love is that Hawkeye gets it. Like, as much as we have just spent the past however many minutes saying these are bad people, mm-hmm. <laughs> essentially, Hawkeye is a good friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In that he he gets like it immediately is like this is good news oh, oh. right yeah. yeah you have some complications so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you deal with this yeah <laughs> I'm gonna ski daddle and remove myself so that you can figure <laughs> out what's going on good friend <laughs> good it's friend. interesting
2: because I feel like Duke is like just not a good human being here because he like he's willing to do a shoddy job on this poor patient. <laughs> Because he's excited to go home. He's like, yeah, hey, you can you can take care of this, right? And Dr. Jones is like, no. No. <laughs>
1: <gotta make> sure <laughs> yeah. 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 Cool. And he need calls him help. a damn
2: perfectionist. And it's like, wow.
1: I will. Okay. Just to play Duke's advocate. Okay. <laughs> one more time. Possibly, <laughs> do you want a doctor who's not paying attention operating on your brain either? That's a good point. That's a
2: good point. <laughs> that's a good point, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like at end, he does stay when Jones yeah. is like, no, you can't leave right now. I'm doing things. You know, we don't get the indication that he says damn perfectionist and, like, follows Hawkeye out of the room. Like, (laughs) he says damn perfectionist. He's also, you know, having a moment with his girlfriend. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So, but... but,
2: Yeah, that guy in the operating table is screwed no matter what.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's not... (laughs) The minute Hawkeye asked if he was busy, if that patient had not been under anesthesia, she'd been like, oh, shit.
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no
1: good will come of this. <laughs> but I did love that when I sent you your minutes, because I originally asked you, I was like, I want you to be on MASH Minute. You're going to have to talk about surgery, sex, or football. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry in advance <laughs> and then just the way the schedules worked out when i sent you this i was like so there is surgery but i i have to emphasize this you don't see anything i don't promise <laughs> he says the word oozing that's as bad as it gets i swear
2: <laughs> no it's all good they all that would have been fine uh, yeah i think the football might have been the worst but
1: <laughs> it's just like we made it <laughs>
2: The football thing was just as a kid that really confused me like it was so out of left field <laughs> and like it just didn't seem to fit anything
1: confused a lot of the critics at the time you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <They> weren't alone <laughs> well I was curious how it was watching the movie again because obviously like this scene's fine but <laughs> yeah they don't they don't mince uh, any football earlier in the movie no no, you know, there's there's spurting and everything. So how'd you how how you feeling? <laughs> no,
2: it, it was interesting because when I saw it as a kid, I loved the T V show. And like I had the video game and the t shirt and everything. And I saw this movie and I was young enough and I was like, this is nothing at all like the T V show. What the heck is this? And I, I hated it. Mm. Like I was like, this is terrible. I enjoyed it a lot, like watching it now, but it was uh... I was
1: like, I'm rubbing my hands together like <laughs> ha <"Ha-ha!">
2: ha <laughs> Yeah, it was uh, at the time. I never, I, I could never get past that. Like I just sort of pretended it didn't exist.
1: <laughs> I mean, you and most of America. Let's be fair. You know, whenever you mention like, "Hey, there's this movie starring Donald Sutherland, Elliot Gould, and Tom Skerritt," directed, and they're like, "What?" You know, mm-hmm. most people are like, "But where is Al at all?" I'm so confused. <laughs> Larry Gilbert,
0: hold me.
2: <laughs> but was there a whole generation of people confused by the tv show since they saw this first
0: oh well
2: like were they like oh this is just a bunch of fluff like this is just all brightness and happiness and squirrels and rainbows and this is not at
3: all i'm like movie. so
1: sad that jim O'Kane is the only person who i know saw this <laughs> Before the show. Oh, wow. Because even people I know... And he said he saw it in a like re-release in theaters. It uh-huh. wasn't the original showing, but it would have been probably before the TV show started. Uh-huh. Or right... Re- re- Ooh, maybe it was because the TV oh, show yeah. was starting. That'd yeah. be interesting. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. But he's the only person I know who went into the movie like completely clean <laughs> <laughs> no no yeah. reaction, because my dad and all his friends were, they saw the movie young, but the TV show would have started by that point. It uh-huh. would have been, hey, there's this TV show. Let's see this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 1970, they would have been just, well, they could have seen it in theaters if they like Jim O'Kane, had illegally snuck into an R-rated
3: movie. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> dun, dun, dun. they didn't.
1: They did and, and when I was talking to him, he's like, I don't really have, like, memories of it, though. Like, mm-hmm. he was never super into M.A.S.H. You know, he was high school and college age, and he wasn't in college, but he was college age, he's like, it did, it was there, but it did not make an impression. I was much busier chasing girls. Like, uh, <laughs> it did not mean anything that I thought would be significant. Yeah. You know, yeah. For 30 years later. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know there are plenty of people who prefer the movie to the TV show, mm. but it's more, they came to that conclusion after right. seeing both. Right. Yeah. But I wonder if it's because it was so close in time. Like this movie came out in 1970 and it was a smash hit. Lots of people saw it. But it's only two years later that that show starts up. And I I bet there were a lot of people who and and, no, actually, it doesn't because the early episodes of the TV show are much more like the movie. Obviously, they're toned down and slapstickied for television. Uh Uh-huh but they are the or the first season of mash maybe the first two are very in the spirit mm. but with more corny jokes like mm-hmm. i said kind of slapsticked up so if you had seen the movie and enjoyed it and watched the pilot that wouldn't be as jarring okay yeah and then i guess you probably would just kind of get used to it over time like week after week be like yeah this is what mash is <laughs>
2: But sure. What happened? Because I never, I never watched Trapper John M.D. But that was so also like a completely different take, wasn't it? Like, wasn't that a drama and not a comedy?
1: Yeah, yeah. Man.
0: That's why we haven't watched it. <laughs> and then there's, and then there's Aftermath. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know
2: about after that. which
0: which features oh, uh, yeah. Colonel oh. Potter and Colonel Potter's wife, and then <laughs> Klinger, <laughs> Jamie Farr, <laughs> and his um, the girl that he marries at the end of the final episode, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's from Korea, and they I don't remember where they settle, but they settle somewhere in the U.S. and they go into like Colonel Potter has like a like a practice, like a medical practice, and like Clinger is like
1: I just have to scream a little bit because. That makes the least sense. It undoes Klinger's amazing final moment of the finale. I guess we're staying in Korea. And of all the doctors that we see on the TV show MASH, Potter is the last one who should be starting a second
0: career. (laughs) Right, exactly. Right? Like you think he'd be like, retire for God's sake. Right. Like you think of anything, he might show up once in a while (gasps) just to be like, you know, to give the sage advice or sort of just be like, you know. Yes, or I'm retired suckers
1: or something. Right, I don't let know. let Why me is fix turn
0: away. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what?
1: after mash should be fixed by clearly what they had in mind was Blake and Radar's relationship mm-hmm. and transporting that back to the states, which would at least make a little more sense. Illinois and Iowa aren't that far apart. <laughs> but would they tried to apply it to Potter and Klinger, which does not make any sense. Mm-hmm. And it w- what they could have done is Instead of setting up Aftermash and Walter, neither of which were successful, set up Radar working with Um, it wouldn't be Blake's wife, but you know what I mean? Like you could show radar going home and meeting Blake's family and saying, like, I'm gonna do something in his memory. I'm gonna set up the surgical hospital, whatever, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And Potter can stop by for God's <gasps> sakes. Everyone loves Colonel Potter. I get it. <laughs> but like, let him just
0: visit. There's this great article I found from people.com from like 1983, uh-huh. 1984, about Aftermash and it has like the most 80s cover that's like Aftermath. <laughs> it's a smash and look who's helping Potter and Klinger make love not war. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, um, so the sequel is placing its bets on Harry Morgan, 68. He was 68, I forget that. As the retired Colonel Potter, father figure extraordinaire, and now head of staff at the General Perishing Veterans Hospital in River Bend, Missouri, along with Fars Klinger, his ever lawyer clerk, and William Christopher's Father Mulcahy, because don't forget, William Christopher shows up too. <laughs> <laughs> The eternally optimistic priest who now has a drinking problem. Now I hate hate this this show. Okay. I
1: hate this so much. And also I had, this is totally off the topic of Robert Altman's film. I had really built up Mrs. Potter as like this amazing badass in my mind. Mm -hmm. Because you hear about her all throughout the show when he's on Like her letters and her going to bridge and her looking after the daughter and son-in-law and all that stuff. And I just like... Obviously, Mildred Potter's like the coolest lady ever. Mm-hmm. And so the idea of watching Mildred Potter in this failed sitcom really scares me.
2: <laughs> it's kind of, that seems like they should have learned the lesson from the Ropers when they tried to spin off from Three's <laughs> Company. Because the Ropers, I mean, Mr. Roper was my favorite character on Three's Company, but that show did not work without the ensemble.
1: Mm. I don't think they oh, learned yeah. from any failed yeah. spinoffs at that yeah. time because you only needed, one Mork and Mindy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's like I said. I we've we've spiraled into 1983. Good lord, we're yeah. totally <laughs> lost Slash now.
0: 1953, because that's when Aftermath <laughs> takes place. But you know, this is 1953. Oh no, Woo-hoo. Tyranny in the second show, a patient calls Soon Lee, who is um, Clinger's bride there. Um, a derogatory term for Korean American Korean people. Yay. Hate everything <laughs> there will be no cheesecake <sighs> and khaki or white on this show that is an actual quote from this people article <laughs> <laughs> oh people <laughs> i'm gonna post this in the post up for it because it's like oh if, please. It, it, it's 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 fabulous and horrible and cringy and laugh out loud oh at the same time thanks yeah, people magazine that. it's great <laughs> you could also blame jamie farr because it says it's his idea okay thank you jamie farr it's the one bad thing you might have done in your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I read
1: Jamie Farr's autobiography and to be fair, he's blatantly like, I thought it'd be a good idea. I had fun being in Klinger. I enjoyed <laughs> getting money from CBS, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't?
3: <laughs>
1: Speaking of people, our next scene is in the swamp. You're gonna miss that. You know you're gonna miss that when we finish this. <laughs>
0: Are you saying I'm going to be at work and being like, I need Charity to transition me to my next? <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll just From be this awkward out. patron interaction to the next, hopefully not awkward patron interaction. No,
1: what I love is the next time we like go to the MFA and I'll be like, speaking of the next room, <laughs> in this gallery, you'll see.
3: <laughs>
1: All right. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> Because Back you know I have to get to. Uh, last minute, I talked about how much I love Pup Pup, this <laughs> dog, the smaller one, the scruffy mm-hmm. that kisses Donald Sutherland and gets kissed by him. It's amazing. He has now been essentially transferred to Trapper, and I'm, like, gonna cry. Anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad that Hawkeye doesn't really pet him or anything. He just says, so long, Pup Pup.
1: But I think it would have been heart like... Yeah, maybe. Because Hawkeye... The dog makes the noise when he stands up, and so he says "so long, pup, pup." Yeah, and then like Trapper pulls it into his arms. And- yeah, that's true. And it, this is uh, this is a fascinating exchange between Hawkeye and Trapper. Like Trapper in this scene, I am I'm not going to say obsessed with because I've said that a lot in this podcast, but <laughs> the whole yelling at them because they're leaving and he's not. Mm-hmm. As he literally hugs a dog, like man, it's it's subtle but not subtle.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know how to explain it any better than that. It is very obvious what emotionally Trapper is going through, but I like that. You know, as, as much as I love Bj and Hawkeye hugging on the helicopter pad, and I don't know what this place would have been like if I hadn't met you here. God damn it, I'm gonna cry. Anyway. <laughs> I like this. I like that Trapper, who is being left behind, is just like I am. Sad that you are leaving, and I am pissed at the same time. Yeah, mm. yeah. Elliot Gould is really letting that all out <laughs> at the end of this minute.
2: But I, I, I wonder. Like, I agree with all that. But I also wonder: is Trapper John an emotionally stunted human being? Like, is he able <laughs> to relate to other human beings on an emotional, normal human level?
1: Hmm. Um, When it comes to women, I think I agree with you.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But like every every interaction seems to be him being eccentric or him being weird or him being, you know, Hawk or him being Trapper John. But it's I don't feel like he's ever showing a lot of human emotion in a positive way.
1: Yeah. Well, his friendship with Hawkeye is the closest we get to that, I think.
2: And I like their friendship.
1: Yeah, I I love their friendship, but you're right. I think Hawkeye is the only person we see that with. We get to see him being like one of the gang normal guy for a little bit at the dinner in Japan. But even that, you know, he's being charming and jokey. Yeah. And he's talking to a lady of the night. It's not like this is a long-term relationship that he's nurturing. Uh Uh-huh. Like he's just, at least in that scene, he's like normal like he's sitting around having dinner and making jokes like that's that's fine but yeah I, mm.
2: i it just feels like he's got a real fear of intimacy
1: well look what happens he got close to one guy yeah
0: who reported for duty earlier than him so now he's stuck here yeah God, it's so reminiscent of like when in the TV show when Trapper leaves and Hawkeye's <sighs> the one left behind and Hawkeye gets kind of like irrational and it acts kind of not Hawkeye-ish if that's, you mm-hmm. know. Because mm-hmm. he's feeling a lot of emotions. He's feeling a lot of emotions and we don't get sick about a Trapper, which is like a whole backstory. Anyway, but. Um, that was the first episode of MASH I ever saw. Oh, anyway, was it?
1: Sorry. Yeah. Him in the radar telling him in the shower like, oh, that Trapper's gone. He's
0: gone. he minutes
1: gone. <laughs> I missed him by five goddamn minutes. minutes.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, P, in case you can tell, Megan and I have seen MASH <laughs> a few times. <laughs> just, just a few. It's probably a good thing seeing this project and all, you know, just just saying. Uh...
3: <laughs>
1: but there is another interaction happening in this minute that I am fascinated by for totally different reasons. Because the Trapper Hawkeye is all about the emotions mm-hmm. and what they're expressing and what they are and what they're holding in. And then in the background we have the societal oh, oh man yeah. oh man moment of Duke and Jones saying yeah. goodbye to each other, and I I love this. I do too. I love that Duke says I'll see you around, and Jones goes possibly. Yeah, I
2: love that too.
0: Take care of the squirrels.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like that was a, a pretty big like you're going to go right back home and be a racist.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. Well,
1: and I love that Jones no. He's like, dude, no. <laughs> yeah,
2: you wouldn't you wouldn't say hi to me if we were back where you come from.
1: <laughs> but here they can have that relationship. Here, yeah. they are roommates who are friends who yeah. slap each other's butts. I yeah. mean, like, there is no. And we talked about it when Duke was like, I don't know about this about <laughs> having Jones transferred here, and the whole point of like, but we see that once he is there, it's fine. Mm-hmm. yeah like, but they it's never not a pretend that duke wasn't race like no when, that's true. When they're talking yeah. about the racism during the football game they cut to duke, duke. <laughs> and here jones is like
0: what are you talking about man right like, <laughs> it just- duke gets kind of used to to justify if you will in air quotes justify uh you know jones's nickname so yeah, I- yeah. he goes am i allowed to call you that <laughs> like oh god It's this
1: horrible thing that is what society is of people who are racist will say, no, I'm not racist. My roommate in Korea was black (sighs) and we had a grand old time together. And it's like, yeah, but you're still racist. And I freaking love that this movie does that in one little tiny background relationship that I never paid any attention. I mean, it was always there, but you don't get that when you're a kid watching this. No,
0: yeah. Yeah. But...
1: But the fact that this is how Altman portrayed this relationship, I think, is genius.
2: Yeah, I think
3: so. Like, he
1: does not pretend that this is anything more than it is, but he gives you all of it. Yeah. (laughs) Take care of the squirrels. Take
0: care of the squirrels. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I didn't know they were taking care of the squirrels. That's cool. (laughs) The dogs, yes, but. It's so the last day of camp. Oh my God. Is it tyranny. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up! It is.
1: <laughs> if they carry their trunks to the cars, I'm gonna no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I've been on an emotional roller coaster. How are you guys doing? I'm good in there. Yeah. I hate to leave Trapper in this place, but oh man, this is a Friday episode too. We're gonna leave him bitter all weekend. Hey, does, he he'll just,
2: does, does he have one more month? Like, does everyone have six months?
1: Ah. That is an excellent question. One that I've been confused about thanks to the TV show MASH for most of my life. <laughs> because at some point on the TV show they talk about points, but they didn't do points until Viet- like mm. until later uh-huh. and I thought it was 2 years. Oh, okay. For some reason I had it in my mind that everyone did 24 months. I could be completely wrong. I thought wrong. it was a year. Maybe it was a year for doctors.
0: Why would it be shorter, though, for doctors?
2: Maybe they were just there for a long time before Trapper John shows up.
0: Hold on. Yeah. They would have been in the doctor's draft, right? More than likely.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) in this movie, yes. Right. In reality, they had probably joined the reserves to get med school paid for. (laughs) Yeah. Betting on there not being a war and, whoops, (laughs) someone was 24 months. But, yes, the implication is definitely that- hawkeye and duke were
0: here a year okay Okay. right they've been there longer anyway
1: that's how i've always read it and yes they were here first and then they asked for the chest cutter and trapper came
2: okay i don't know why i thought they'd only been there a month when he showed up but that makes more sense
1: time is an illusion in this movie (laughs) what is time nobody knows sometimes there's a cut that means five minutes have passed sometimes there's a cut that means five months has passed it doesn't (laughs) <laughs> it's all good. But yeah, I always got the. And it's funny because, yeah, they never say, but it kind of. I feel like it's supposed to read like they showed up, you know, in the fall or whenever. I forget. Yeah, I think it would have been fall. And then Trapper comes in the winter. Mm-hmm. And then you see them in the summer with the shower and Japan. And that could lead into fall as well. And so this is fall again. Mm. Again, there is no. Proof, canon, title card for
0: any of this. It just—that's what it seems like. Yeah. Twenty-four months. Is how I'm long? A genius.
1: But it depends
0: <laughs> on how many. It was also based on you could have less if you had served previous time from September sixteenth, nineteen forty. Whatever the significance of September sixteenth is, nineteen forty. Because sure.
1: Uh, I, it would have been something like that, but um, that would have changed Blake's that's true he was in it before the dark days of pearl harbor
0: <laughs> yeah because we're you had, never gonna right, know that there's, story there's a whole chart according to qw press about mm-hmm. if you serve so many months and you only had to serve this many months and if you had served this many then you did this many but
1: and hey that's something because i don't know what it was like for everyone but i know that my mom's uncles in the navy it was just they enlisted Whenever the war is over, yeah. they're done. Mm. There was no mm. there was no time. There was no point system. There was no rotating back to the States. It was just like, okay, you're in the Navy now. Yeah. But this isn't World War II. This is a police action with the UN. Yeah. And so that the whole Hawkeye and Trapper as draftees thing always was applied later to make this about Vietnam. Yeah. I'm just going to bang my head against the desk because Mm. it never lines up correctly. And the show ran for 11 seasons, so they did it different ways at different times. And just, yeah, (laughs) there is no actual sorting this out. You know what? You know what it's like? It's like my shelf of Star Wars novels, which have been (laughs) in chronological order my entire life. And then... Disney happened, and now where the hell do I put Bloodline? Where does Bloodline fit in chronologically? (laughs) I have two streams going, but bookcases only work one way. (sighs) And that's what trying to figure out what MASH, like, is doing with how the military works, how the doctor's draft works, how people's family members back home works. It just, it's like, you just have to accept that there are... They're not anachronisms, are they? Like what what's the word for wrong?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm really proud of my brain for pulling twenty four months out though.
0: Yeah, yeah that was please. for Korea though. I, I don't know. Cool. Vietnam it might have been a year. They might, I think they might have shortened I think, it. Um I could be Again, wrong on that. Again, I don't
1: know doctors. I know something for Vietnam was a year. I
0: think most people it was a year, so I would be yeah, surprised if doctors were. It was a were... year.
1: It was a year rotation deployment, whatever they were calling it. Thirteen and months we were for still the, in the army. Yeah. Okay. Oh, because Martin Sheen right signs up for another year to go back into the jungle <gasps> under a ceiling fan. That's right. The whole thing in his underwear. <laughs>
0: anyway. <laughs> And they got, you got one R&R in Vietnam after you had completed 30 days in-country.
1: Oh,
3: okay.
0: And the point system
1: would have been the time off for t- good behavior. Mm. You know, you would earn more for being in a MASH unit than you would have for being in Kokura the whole time, I would assume. Yeah, and I think so. Yeah, they hadn't gotten to that point yet. <laughs> and now it's just all confusing again because... I can't even be mad anymore. We're so freaking old, but I got really annoyed when they started sending state national guards on rotations to other continents. Hmm. It's just like, guys, that was not the deal. <laughs> like when these people enlisted, that is not what they signed up for.
3: <laughs>
1: but anyway, that's a totally different war, not war thing. That's Duke and Hawkeye saying goodbye to the swamp mates. This is our last... Inside the swamp. How sad. Yeah. Is it though? Because I've never quite gotten over someone asking us what we think the swamp smells like. I mean, I'm gonna,
0: this is true. It probably smells like bo and booze, and Ugh. I go with bo and booze,
3: <laughs>
0: and whatever Those might be, off, and what might <laughs> ever might be over from the latrine and or mess tent and or surgery, mm. <laughs> and or the yeah, dump. He- <laughs> like yeah. You got to plan things based
1: on wind patterns.
0: <laughs> yeah, really, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. And it wasn't even human. I lived across from the agricultural school my freshman year. And 90% of the time, totally fine. The minute that wind changed direction, it was blowing.
0: It was not an okay. The entire
1: dairy farm at your building. Oh. Mm. So yeah, I can only imagine how much worse it is. What an uplifting note to end (laughs)
3: our
1: minute on. Pete, you talk about much less ethic. Well, they're not less ethically confusing. No, Um, they're not. Emotionally (laughs) confusing. They're less emotionally confusing movies.
2: (laughs) Yes, definitely less emotionally confusing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the Indiana Jones Except for
1: Marion.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I had to do it. I'm so sorry. Please go ahead and do your actual plug for your actual <laughs> no, show. No, no, I I just had to be uh, that jerk. <laughs> no, I'm
2: kind of thinking about that now too.
1: <laughs> she got over it. <laughs> Maybe. Well, if you ever read my indie five, you'll be pleased. So, yeah. there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like I need her to still be her, <laughs> but also okay with how things have turned out in her life.
3: So,
1: <laughs> It's all good. I don't want to give away any spoilers. Ooh! although I can plug something. Oh, my gosh. What? I'm going to release the indie 5 chapters on my Patreon. I just don't know when I'm starting that because I figured out it was like, well, I can never publish this. Like it's fanfic. I'll never make any money off writing this because Lucasfilm. <laughs> they have many more lawyers than I do as in any. So it's not like I could ever publish that as a book. And so I was like, why don't I do it like chapter by chapter on my Patreon? So that has not begun yet. If that's what you're waiting on, I'll make a public announcement when I do it. Because cool. right now not all the chapters are done and I don't want to start releasing it and then get stuck. Because <laughs> you know that would happen. Like you'd have writer's block that one week that you hadn't filled out. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm one steel sister on there. There's a link to it if you go to mashminute.com and the merch tab under our Tee Public store is my Patreon page. And so, you know, watch that space if you're curious. Cool. I guess Christy gets the uh she's the beta reader.
3: <laughs> so that's how I'll we'll
1: justify it <laughs> that I'm technically charging but not for the <laughs> There's other stuff too. I just <laughs> I had forgotten that I had planned to do that and now I've remembered it. Cool. But yeah, you guys have a Patreon too. Yeah. In addition yeah. to your regular show. Good lord.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we uh talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. Lots of other movies. Uh like E. T, which just had a uh, a weird little advertisement slash short movie.
0: Don't worry, Megan, I won't make you watch. It. <laughs> Thank you. I haven't watched it. E. T. creeps me the frig out. Oh yeah. And my daughter, my mom it's my mom's favorite movie. So oh, there's okay. that. My my eighteen month old, almost eight month old, um, knows about the E. T. goes home thinker thing. Uh-huh. And she oh, did it to me no. the other day, and I was like, I should project my fear onto you, but ah! <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> she thinks
1: it's hilarious. Well, now she's going to think it's extra hilarious because yeah. it's it, like, gets a reaction. I know, but yeah, right? yeah. I was like, ah,
0: oh, don't. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my reptile brain says this is not okay. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone wish Megan well over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And if you do like E.T., yes, go check that out, because I was thrilled and pleasantly surprised, because I saw it when it aired, you know, for I I was watching TV, and it came on, and I was like, wait a minute, is this? And, and then there he is, and I'm like,
3: ah! <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is great! <laughs> there, I was happy, but I know many people who were
3: not, so you do
1: not have to watch it if you don't want to. <laughs> Although Pete probably will eventually for an Anything Goes, let's be honest. Yeah,
2: I'm sure that'll be an Anything Goes at some point.
1: Plus side, it's a lot shorter than the original movie. It is.
2: It's like four minutes long. There you go. Yeah.
1: It's all good. <laughs> Wait, four minutes at a time? Is that even allowed? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> all right. We're going to stay. You know what? We've only got two minutes left of this movie, so we should probably stick to our plan.
0: Yeah, no, I, I wasn't suggesting that we... I'm just saying in general.
1: I just love that we couldn't do this movie four minutes at a time, even if we wanted to anymore. (laughs) We'll be back. We're going to do the other two. It's going to be awesome. (laughs)